Hey, 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 this is Carrie Codded, and welcome to On the Chopping Block, the podcast where we tackle cancel culture head on. On today's episode, forgiveness is on the chopping block. Hey, 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 this is Carrie Codded. Nobody is off limits. I hold no bars. This is On the Chopping Block. On the Chopping Block. Social issues, political issues, racial issues, pop culture, millennials. I'm going to say this right now. That's not true. Just because you keep talking doesn't make you any more right. There are several things that can be true at the same time. Cancel, subscribe, or on a trial basis. I'm sitting here with some pretty dope guests that I'm excited to have. So let's jump right in and introduce them. First up, we have Keisha Zoller, who is a comedian, a writer, a showrunner and producer of Astronomy Club on Netflix and The Read with Kid Fury and Crystal. Um, she's dope and part of the reason why I do comedy today because she was my improv 101 teacher at the UCB. Ooh, Make stop. some noise for Ooh, Keisha Zala. Stop. Ooh, stop. Okay, Keisha, real quick. When it comes to forgiveness, where do you fall on the spectrum? Do you subscribe? Is it canceled or is it on a trial basis? On a trial basis. Boom. Okay. Next, we have Phil Hunt. Uh, on the chopping block favorite guest he is a comedian and he has a podcast called tough talk with phil hunt (laughs) hey phil where do you stand on the spectrum uh the spectrum oh Uh, lord jesus you can never get we gotta be clear with which spectrum uh who's asking let's go with on a trial basis okay all depends all depends Last but not least, we have a personal childhood friend of mine who I haven't seen in real life since mad long ago. So shout out to her for coming down to this podcast. Uh, She's a spiritual advisor, a dancer, a meditation guru, a costume designer, makes a noise for Amaku Upon. Sorry, that didn't come out right. You want to do it again? Do it again. Yeah. Okay. That's what I be doing on stage and stuff, you know. Sorry, I just want to do my own. Yeah, she got that from Africa, you know what I'm saying? I'm African, so we've been doing that for a while. All that stuff. Where do you stand on the spectrum? Um, Forgiveness. Cancel, subscribe, or on a trial basis? I I kind of want to understand the on a trial basis. I'm sorry. I want to say subscribe. Okay, so that's the answer. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Okay, so subscribe? But... Somewhere between subscribing on a trial basis. Because it depends. So maybe that's on a trial basis. Yes. But then I feel like <laughs> as a spiritual <laughs> teacher, subscribe is the ideal. Right, right. We wouldn't want your spiritual community to have any backlash or yeah, cancel you. No. So I think you should just lean into subscribing. <laughs> and then maybe at the end of My the podcast. My students will be like, how good, how good you? <laughs> But even if they cancel her, they gotta forgive they her gotta forgive. and uncancel so they, if, her because yeah. they gotta they're subscribe. Right. Do as I tell you, not as I do. Like every good teacher says, <laughs> uh, so we gonna say subscribe, and I, I'll go into it. I'll go okay, into how, you go into my subscribe. Subscribe. So um, a few weeks ago, there was this case in the news. I'm sure we've all heard about the police officer, the white female Amber Geiger who mistakenly entered her neighbor's apartment and killed him. His name was Botham Jean. She killed him. She went to trial. No, she didn't go to trial. She was charged with murder. And in the court case, basically she got charged. She got sentenced to 10 10 years in jail. Um, During her hearing, I guess it's like the sentencing hearing, the brother of the victim that she murdered got on the stand and essentially it was like, you know, I forgive you. That is what my brother would have wanted. That is what he didn't say exactly a good Christian would do, but he was just like, I pray for you. I don't want anything bad to happen to you. He said, I don't even want you to go to jail. I want you to submit your life to Christ. And through him, maybe you can find some some peace in the afterlife. And he said, judge, I don't know if this is possible, but I would like to give her a hug right now. And it was the hug heard around the world trial. Mm. Because when he hugged this little frail white lady in the trial, everybody was like, oh no, hell no. And to, and everybody was not like, oh hell no. Some people were like, oh hell no. And some people were like, oh my God, mm. what an example of forgiveness and humanity. And this guy is who we should aspire to be. And so I want to start by asking the first question to the panel. What was your first reaction when you saw that hug? Oh, my first reaction when I saw that hug, I was like, oh, 
What what am I watching? I think <laughs> I I I, I w- is this a deleted scene? What what is going? This can't be happening, because for me it wasn't even like we talk about forgiveness. What's interesting about forgiveness? I think it's sometimes about yourself, mm-hmm. and so I I do for me. And like my immediate reaction was like, oh no. And then I thought, I was like, this person needs to heal for themselves. Uh huh. Mm. So if they need a hug, if they, what, I think that for me is what I saw in that moment. Phil? Uh, mixed feelings. I mean, there's the comedic side and then there's the like deeper level of like, what the hell am I watching? But like mixed feelings, one is black men love white women. Uh-huh. That's a fact. Like, there's nothing <laughs> that's gonna stop us from like hugging them. Like, oh my lord! I dislike myself because oh, I kind of like uh, McCain's daughter. I'd be looking. I'd be like, but she thick though. Oh my god! <laughs> she don't be making no sense, and it's like my inner voice that I want to be like, "Yo, shut up! I'm trying to hate her right now." But anyway, yeah, on a deeper level, forgiveness wise, like on a national scale. He probably doesn't even realize the whole world is watching. Mm-hmm. And if that's what he needs, I mean, I think of Erica Dar- Gardner, mm-hmm. uh, Eric Gardner's daughter, who mm-hmm. had the heart attack, where it's like 27-year-olds don't have heart attacks. She carried that burden mm-hmm. once her father died. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I mean, it killed her. And if you look at uh, Stefan Clark's brother, mm-hmm. he's like, on the table in a courtroom yelling. Yeah. And it's like, that's going to kill him. So I think it'll eat you alive from inside. So I think you have to forgive. I think it was selfish of us to be like, what the fuck is he doing hugging her? It's like, do what you need to do for yourself. Right. Yeah, I think healing begins with like... It's a deeply personal which is Which is why it's like, so I like gut reaction then like healing. Yeah, Yeah. but I do understand they would never hug us. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jane ain't got a hug yet. Well, Amaka, what yes. do you think? Um, so w- my initial reaction was, you know, okay, that's 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 this is somebody who's on a higher level than a lot of people because a lot of people were like, oh, I would never have done that. Um, but it, you know, the next statement was, you know, he shouldn't have done that, and I think that's very kind of immature to, to, you know, decide what someone else, sh- how someone else should process their grief or how they should go on with their life. You know, you can acknowledge that you are not at the level where you could do that, but let someone else do that for themselves or for their families or for whatever. So my initial reaction was like, wow, that's that's exactly what we're taught to do. I mean, they're a Christian family. I grew up, you know as a Christian as well. And, you know, a lot of people, especially in this country, especially, you know, in white America, you know, carry guns and be like, well, I'm a good Christian, but don't show the, show the opposite. And here's a black man who, you know, his him and his family, this is what their spirituality, and they're actually showing it, like, for real, for real. And it, it's, it's a radical act, forgiveness. And I think that's why it took so many people aback, because, you know, it, it's not something that everyone can do. You have to really dig deep and do soul searching and it's really forgiveness is so much harder than hate you know it's easy to hate your enemy you know what i mean but you know in in our spirituality you know i'm talking about christian people like we're supposed to love our neighbors love our enemy too and it, it's still a radical thought and a radical thing for a lot of people today and so i understand the gut reactions but i definitely don't agree with the attacking of the family and the mocking of yeah the family. i think so for me, I have mixed feelings, too, because I do understand that it is a deeply personal thing. And who am I to tell somebody how to grieve or to process grief? And it's just not my place. And so I looked at it from almost a cultural aspect or like a social aspect. It's just like we are, as black people, always taught to forgive people within minutes of a unarmed person getting killed by the police in every press conference, someone asks, do you forgive the officer? And then some black woman's like, I forgive him. I forgive him because the good Lord Jesus Christ said that I need to forgive him. And then I was just like, this is what Christianity has done to, to black people. And I I think it's, it's forgiveness is a major portion of it. But I remember sitting back and I was just like, 
we are taught to forgive people above all. And we are taught to show hum humanity to people who have not shown us any humanity. And I think it's great when you say that, you know, it's a radical act and, you know, maybe this person's on a moral high ground or at a different, vibrating on a different frequency than I'm not on. But it's also frustrating because it's like sometimes it's time to fuck some shit up. Yeah. And, when, and, when, mm -hmm. and when you have the first police officer who has been indicted in a very long time and then it is a very public show of let me hug, I think it says to Texas, to people on looking, all right, cool, don't fuck shit up. You know what I mean? Like, don't be upset in the street. We're good. It's cool. It's fine. So I was I was torn with it because it's just like, how how much do why do we always have to forgive? How many hugs? Why do we, we always have to be the bigger people? I'm just so tired. The thing about it is that we're not the only ones who's supposed to be the ones forgiven. Like <laughs> yeah. they supposed to be forgiven too. Everyone's supposed to be forgiven. It's just it's frustrating. What's frustrating to me is that we're the only ones who's supposed to take the moral high ground, but mm -hmm. we're not supposed to be. It's, it's supposed to be all of them. Sally all of May us. won't forgive Every, them long. You know, <laughs> not not <laughs> Sally yeah. May. You know, yeah. so so it, it but it's also frustrating. I do understand um the position not understand but i see and i'm 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 kind of frustrated with the position of white people where it's like oh you should just forgive us but then you keep on doing the same offenses so the actually that's not really how forgiveness works like i mean you have a choice with forgiveness like you can forgive somebody who keeps on wronging you you know but at the same time like at the end of the day, like they understand that they're keeping on running, so they don't actually deserve forgiveness. Right. But you can give it for you, but even I, though they don't deserve it. They're well, supposed to be making changes, is what well, she's saying. Yeah, because I think there's also the thing that I'm processing in all of this personally is like, at what point do we ask ourselves, like, in the process of forgiveness? Sometimes forgiveness is about trying to move past our generational trauma. Right. And that's not saying this shit was cool or fine or okay. Right. It's just how do we organize and make sure our communities are even safer? Because per, for me, like an individual forgiving is not the same as a culture, a culture forgiving or not saying we shouldn't take <clears throat> to the streets. Do you get what I mean? Like I, I get that that's, I get that it's not one or the other, but those are sometimes the implications. Like yes. it's hard because people take to the streets when they're angry. And mm. if I follow the logic, forgiveness is the removal of anger. And sometimes mm. anger gets stuff done. Let's be sometimes honest. anger gets them done. I want to pause for a second because um, listeners, we have a room full of people here. We have producers, we have the engineer, and everybody has something to say. So we're gonna do like a little town hall where sometimes you might hear. Um, we'll call it like a voice from the audience because literally people are raising their hands in here. I don't know. Okay. So, uh, question from the crowd. More of a comment. Okay. I feel like this is Jerry Springer or I should have said something more high yeah, class. I feel like, like this is Ricky prizes. Lake. I, what I find interesting is the assumption or the claim that when you forgive someone, you are on a higher level of some sort. And I think that people have the right to react in a way that is true to them. So I don't know that I agree that forgiveness means that you're on a higher level. You may be on a different level, but I don't know that it means you're on a higher level or that somehow you're, you may be more evolved than someone who chooses to respond in a way that's not aligned with forgiveness. Hmm. So you feel like forgiveness and revenge are like different, but sort of un equal somehow? Is the opposite of forgiveness always revenge though? Because that's another thing. Mm. I don't think that that's true. I think that you cannot forgive somebody and also not seek out to revenge them. But it's like, no, you fucked up. It's not okay. It will not be okay. Yeah. And that's okay. I think what <laughs> she was trying to say was... Who? Yes. Oh, okay, okay. The, the, voice, the voice from the, the audience. Voice the voice from the audience. Was the trying to say crowd. was... She was... I feel like she was trying to say that forgiveness and like being on a higher plane are mutually exclusive to the point where it's like, yo, either you're on a higher level or also you might just be stupid. <laughs> like well, for real. I mean, okay. So when we're talking about vibration though, you know, all, all, all matter has a vibration, including our emotions. So you can't really say that. Uh, rage is, is vibrating in the same way as joy or whatever. So when you talk about forgiveness and 
um, what's the absolute forgiveness? What, you know, vengeance or whatever. They're not. They're vibrating on a different level. And it's not to say that um, you know, because we're human, we're not perfect. So not to say it, it is Speak wrong. For yourself. <laughs> okay. Wow, Carrie's levitating. It's not even a chair over there. It's not to wow. say that however you respond or react isn't um what's the word? It's not um you shouldn't do that. I mean, because everyone has an a, appropriate response, right? So. But there are there are conclusions. Like I, my conclusion to this story is that I'm going to forgive that are vibrationally higher than oh, I'm going to choose to hate you for the rest of my life. What, and you can feel that in your body. But what about the end goal of those things? Like, can you feel like? the end product could be productive because I do think that anger could be productive. Oh, I think it depends yeah. on what absolutely. happens absolutely. to you. Sometimes it can destroy you. Well, well, yeah. what are you saying, I, I also think we're conflating a couple of things that anger and or uh, forgiveness and consequences mm -hmm. are like, I can forgive you and still believe you should suffer. Right. Con like she should go to jail, like suffer consequences. <laughs> yeah. But part of it is like, like sometimes anger does move people to, Action, action which is why uh um i'm not sus subscribed <laughs> to mm -hmm. the forgiveness mm -hmm. um because i i think anger has a place in the world mm -hmm. uh i also think that you can have forgiveness and let someone suffer consequences Absolutely. Yeah, right. and that like and that like for me sometimes like personal trauma i've had in my life it's forgiveness and like you suffer consequences and I no longer have to hold on to the replaying of that moment right. and the anger and I'm able to live my better life. Right. And, and But also well. be like, hopefully you got consequences. But like, I think part of the anger is consequences aren't always right. enacted. Yes. And I think that's so much of the anger mm -hmm. um, where we took a single moment and we think of all the other times where justice and consequences haven't manifested. Right. And that's so much of the anger. And it's like how you, you, you kind of like get so upset at like the lack of consequences that you forget that forgiveness has nothing to do with consequences. Well, we want results from the consequences and that's the problem. Yes. Well, that we never really get those results. So I just want to pull up the textbook definition of forgive. It says to stop feeling angry or resentful towards someone for an offense floor or mistake yeah. um, or to cancel a debt. Uh, that's a Sally May yeah. definition. Uh, or Navian so it does now seem, needs it, to learn about forgiveness. It does seem like the definition is like forgiveness is the absence of anger. Okay. And so my question, especially when it pertains to the brother of Botham Jean, is, is there a way for you to forgive somebody without telling them you forgive them? Like if mm. dealing with... Is dealing with grief and coping is an intensely personal thing. Can't forgiveness be personal too? Couldn't he forgave that bitch in the privacy of his own heart and not have to make this big showy display of holding on to this I, frail white woman? It was just like, well, forget that bitch. I don't, I'm glad he house. did. I don't I'm think, glad he did that though. Why? I don't think he was aware that the whole world was could see him. him. They didn't tell him C-SPAN was in, in the a, back. Yeah, he's in the courtroom. He didn't think no one was watching C-SPAN. <laughs> yeah. Who watched C-SPAN? Yeah. The amount of grief that he probably feels has him in a bubble to where he's like, what? I've, I've, he ain't I've on concur. Twitter answering questions I've and concur. all that. You and know I, what I mean? honestly, I don't think we should always have to be under a microscope like mm -hmm. that. Like, why can't we, why can't I hug my ex who wronged me on the street without, oh, this person, oh, girl. And then like tweeting about it and whatever. You saw what she did. Like, why yeah. can't I just do that, you know, well, without having to worry about like. Be judgment because that's what that's what they got they got judgment from the rest of the world and it's like they shouldn't have to worry about that well and for me this speaks to anger i have that i'm still hasn't haven't processed as forgiveness why does one black person have to speak for all everyone the yes. we're not a monolith and and, and, and yes. here's the thing I don't know what this brother needed. Mm -hmm. I we he might have needed to just feel her body against him oh, come one on. last no, time. Don't say, don't say Warm that. white <laughs> body. You better stop with that. That's another. Lord. That's another podcast. This is no. where MLK no, this is this out. podcast that you came on. Nah, the whole no, because that wasn't it. That was. I don't it. know. The father looked like he wanted to hug too. That like, was let me MLK's dream, you know, just to be closer to both of them. Oh, but, I don't know. But but too <laughs> soon. It is a, a yes, thing. I I. It is. Maybe too soon. Depends on when this podcast it comes depends. out. It depends. It um, depends. <laughs> let's see where we are in seven months. Okay. Um, when this comes out. I have no idea when this is coming out. How does time work? But I, I, I think it's hard because it's like, 
we get so little justice and so little representation that one display has a disproportionate amount yeah. of weight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that is, for me, exhausting in a lot of aspects of the black narrative, mm-hmm. that we get so little justice, representation, <sighs> mm-hmm. uh, people suffering consequences from abusing our black bodies, that one display that is atypical from what we think should happen, we're, we're mad. And, and like here's the thing, it's like for me, we can zoom in and look under the microscope or we can pull out and be like, mm-hmm. oh, what I'm really mad about right. is I don't want to forgive the system. Well, right, every right. situation becomes a microcosm of how we've been treated in this country. And that's yes. the thing to right. where it's like, remove the 400 years of history. Was that not a good act to see? Right. And if you can separate the two, mm-hmm. like I understand people being angry and to your point, I, I hate that they try to act like us being angry. It's crazy. Like the right, right. whole stereotype of the angry black man or the angry woman. It's like we should be angry if you had if we had done t- to you what you had done to us you would be angry. And truly speaking, the only thing they respect is violence. Let's Mm -hmm. be clear. This country was established. With violence. Boston Tea Party. Them throwing tea in the ocean and saying, fuck that. Native American genocide. We ain't paying taxes Mm -hmm. no more. And that was started by a black dude, Christmas Addicts, that probably never will get the credit he deserves for starting this country. And they still were like, you're three-fifths of a man or whatever. So it's like, we need to take action at some point. The L.A. riots got O.J. Simpson off. Yeah. Right, because we just we needed need to see to a win. We some shit up We were sometime. like, you know what? Let him go. Every, you know, mm-hmm. if so Rodney King, if Rodney King hadn't got beat and we didn't burn L.A., so O.J. Telling, be in prison. Though, that we're in this society where like O.J. got off because it was a win for black people, and we are just so <laughs> desperate for any wins that we're like, you know what? Fuck it. Well, they didn't it. prove but, he yeah. didn't do it. They proved that L.A.P.D. was racist, and right. it's like we knew that. Thanks. Hallelujah. Yeah. 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 And I think that's why it's like I I I want to be for me like I hear the anger and the frustration and it's the thing of like are we putting undue weight mm. on a single person who is going through something that I can't I've never experienced. Nah, exactly. I hope to never experience. Yeah. And is that fair as a black person versus my anger, my rage, my lack of forgiveness comes with the fact that other people get murdered in their goddamn houses without warning by the police. Black people are being murdered by the police in growing numbers. So my lack of forgiveness and like the thing is like that moment is a moment, but the larger institutional problem is the piece where it's like I'm not at a place of forgiveness yet. And we need change. And the only way change comes is through action. And Mm -hmm. even if that action is angry, the most revolutionary act I've seen is uh, what was her name? Brie Newsom, when she climbed the pole and took the flag down, and a week later mm-hmm. they're like, okay, let's take the flag down. And it's like, yo, we've been asking, signing petitions, went to Congress, we spoke. Mm-hmm. Her climbing that pole and taking it the fuck down got it taken down. Mm-hmm. So I think on a smaller scale, like, what is he supposed to do? Punch her in her face? Yeah. It's just gonna <laughs> get, it's just gonna get him yes, more time in jail, and yeah. now that mother loses twice. So yeah. for us to place right. the weight of the system on, on his this, shoulders is just wrong. I agree. I don't want it to seem like we are projecting. I simply wanted to use this example as a way to have a conversation about forgiveness and what it looks like, especially in the context of the racial relations in this country and in terms of religion religion and how that um, makes us more inclined or less inclined to forgive based on what our personal beliefs are. Um, I remember when I wrote on the HBO show, we did something, um, why it's an axe problem areas. We did an episode on restorative justice and that was a really cool episode. I was personally one of the people that worked on that episode. And it was just saying that we need to have people suffer consequences that aren't punitive. And so they were talking mm-hmm. about doing it in school. So, for instance, if a child does something bad in school, instead of suspending them, maybe find another way for them to pay off their debt. And they did, like, these circles where, like, let's say we got into a fight in school. They would put us in these circles. And you would actually get to hear from the victim 
how you hitting them hurt them, what led up to your actions, and it allows people to accept accountability in a way that they ordinarily would not be able to. And one radical case that we looked into, because we wanted to see, are there any restorative justice cases that happened where it was a serious crime? Because we saw them with like misdemeanor. Like there was the case where like a young boy stole from a local hardware store and the hardware store owner came in and was like, police do not arrest him. Have this young man make make um, pay off his debt by volunteering, sweeping the sweeping my store, um, pitching in on the weekends. And, you know, like as a community, there are better ways for us to deal with this. So we looked, there was this one case in Florida of a white dude who killed his girlfriend. They were very young. They had like a volatile relationship and he was sentenced to, um, I don't want to get this wrong, but maybe let's say 25 years. I'd have to look it up to be exact. And the they wanted to pursue restorative justice in it. Mm. And what that looked like, his parents actually were the ones that fought for that because it's up, a lot of these things are up to like the discretion of the DA and the prosecutor and the parents found out about restorative justice and mm. was like, oh, is this an option here in Florida? That's convenient. Let's see. So the parents went and was like, how can we, how, how can we, because we love this young man. Even though he killed our only daughter, he was fucked up. They had a volatile relationship. What to do? And basically, the DA was like, this is radical. I don't know if this is going <laughs> to help. But they were able to use the, the parents' testimony as a way to um, reduce his sentence. Or it came into the sentencing. So he only got 15 years. But essentially, they sat down with this young man who killed their son to kill their daughter and they got to hear him he literally went through each detail of how yeah. he murdered her and the father was sitting there and he was crying wow. and then but it was healing for both of them and they were like yo i forgive you i forgive you they hugged him they and he was like it was just such a weird but thing see, they don't I, have that 400 uh, years of history and they're not getting called coons and whatever uh, else well, well but i think this is where I like so I saw that episode you did? of why it's an axe problem. Uh -huh, thank you. I was one of the writers. Uh, Shout out uh, to residuals. Go ahead and watch it so I can get my check, y'all. Okay. Can I get that log in? Okay. <laughs> um, but one of the things I think too is you know, four hundred years of oppression, it would be nice for black people to be on the other side of restorative justice, to have that more often, because we don't get to say what we want or need or mm -hmm. would like to see mm -hmm. this man like nobody asked what you need mm -hmm. nobody's asking victims or victims families right. what they need right well, and it's this thing where you pay off the debt to society but who does that help and it, it only hurts and it doesn't actually do anything for the grieving family to, it, it has nothing to, to do with your that. point there's a woman in chicago i forget her name black woman of in inner city, uh, her son was killed by another kid, which, I mean, when I say kid, obviously that's relative, 18, 17, 19, whatever. Mm -hmm. Anyway, black-on-black black crime, and she wrote a letter to the judge, like, don't give him such a harsh sentence. And basically what they were saying was, we're both victims, you know, I know his mother, mm -hmm. and I want her you know, son to be forgiven because it came down basically to, I I had to kill him because he was going to kill me. And she was basically saying in the hood, that's what it is. They're both victims. They're both, you know, maybe gang members or whatever, maybe drug dealers, rivals trying to compete for territory because this is what the system has left us with. Hmm. So I, I kind of appreciate on a higher level, especially amongst ourselves, yeah. Nobody wins, you know, when we go to court. Mm -hmm. If her son goes to jail for 20 years, it's like you really didn't just do any good, you know. That just places somebody else in the situation of being a uh, victim, you know. Sometimes we forget the people who go to jail and prison, their mm -hmm. mothers and their families suffer. So, yeah. I think when it, um, when it comes to, um, you know, racially motivated violence, I feel like just – um, having prison time on the table is not enough. I think there should be special prisons for for um, you know white people who've killed uh, black people on the basis of race because of what they're conditioned to believe by this society. I think there should be education in those prisons about you know white supremacy and 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 Do you, all. in these special prisons would it be a white only prison for white supremacists where they can flourish and thrive? 
And, and, and only black staff. Like, no, no, no. That sounds no. amazing. And only BET. No, I think. Well, I should go to the blackest maybe I didn't think with they Nazi tattoos and get their asses. No, no, no. I, well, maybe I didn't think that through. <laughs> I think they should. There should. They should be integrated prisons, but they should have special classes for them or something. So or we got to give them special resources to the racists. Yes, because it's such a problem. You should feel like it's a learned behavior. You're not unracist in them. Well, I'm a firm believer of... They got to be educated. What is the purpose of prison? I'm very serious. Is it purely punitive Mm -hmm. or is it rehabilitative? It's purely punitive. I think that's a lie. I think this is part of the lie of like, if... Like, this is what I mean. I was like, do I want someone who's going through all the punitive, who's not even processing forgiveness or acceptance uh, of their own feelings uh-huh. or the crimes they committed to come back out? Well, uh-huh. it's incarceration but, without rehabilitation. Yeah, and, 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 like... here's, and here's the thing. It's like, I actually think the way we view uh, prison and whatnot is just so damaging because it's like if we're talking about true forgiveness i want to rehabilitate you not just for your best interest also for mine Mm -hmm. if you like if you ever see freedom rehabilitation and the concept like like, so whether it's racial rehabilitation violence against women violence against children like there are so many different aspects of it so it's like for me it's like what forgiveness is on a different level is do i see enough of your humanity that i will try to make it better I think prison being such a harsh punishment, it doesn't give people the space to even admit that they were wrong right. because people fear the punishment. And that is exactly one of the challenges with the restorative justice arguments, especially when you use it in more serious crimes, because the lawyers on behalf of the defendants are going to be like, don't say shit, plead down. And so even if they get found guilty, that person is now just swept into the prison system and they have never gotten a chance to atone for their sins. They never get to talk about what happened and they don't get to heal for themselves. They never get to accept accountability in a real way. So even the way that we do trials in the system yes, removes removes people from actually being remorseful. I have one question, last question to ask before we end the segment. Do you think that forgiveness is a sign of weakness or strength? I, I think forgiveness... Wow, because it's so nuanced. I guess my feeling is forgiveness is a sign of growth for for one person. And I'm speaking in the first person, not for anybody else. When I forgive, I am more healed. And it has nothing to do with other people in that way. I have forgiven people... uh, and it just allows me to be stronger. So I think it's everybody's own journey. Because if there's also like bullshit forgiveness of like, oh, you stepped on my toe, I forgive you. Like, well, that's, that's the, yeah. No, 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 no. But like, my point is like, I think a lot of times we say forgiveness and it's bullshit. Mm-hmm. And then I think. Just like a lot of times people apologize and it's bullshit. Yeah. Right. Versus like true, like that deep, nasty grief trauma and when you were able to forgive like the weight i've had lifted that has made me stronger as a person who lives day to day to take care of other people has made me stronger i can't speak for anyone else because i'm the only one living in this body Mm -hmm. well i think it all depends on the actions of the forgiven because if i mean if you know, where we break up or whatever, say we're dating, and then you take me oh, back Well, okay. After I was going to say, I would if never break I up with you, Of course you wouldn't. But <laughs> we would never... Be together. There you go. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> but if, 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 you know, say I was cheating or whatever, if I stopped cheating, then we got it together and we go on 30 years strong, then obviously you made the right choice. But if we get back together, then I get caught cheating again. I mean, you know, it's a long process. So don't give up on me exactly. But I'm just saying, then you probably made the wrong choice if they don't stop. So I think that's our issue with the courts is, yeah, y'all hugging. And yeah, it's good that you forgave. But we this is going to happen again next mm-hmm. week. It and doesn't have any week, consequences. It consequences. Every day, yeah, it already did. In the same state. 
Um, what do you think? I think I think absolutely, especially based on my personal experience and my experience with, um, you know, spiritual transformation and personal growth and, and being out there and, and not only learning things like teachings, but also experiencing with people, with humans, the, what the, the capacity for them to wrong someone who didn't do anything to them. And then, OK, what do I do next? You know, and I've experienced the anger and how that has eaten me alive. And I'm just like, I don't want to die because, you know, I have feelings towards. So so in order to channel forgiveness, it took it took a lot. It of takes strength. a lot. It takes a lot. of Absolutely. So I think absolutely to say um, uh, forgiveness is a sign of weakness is someone who's never had to do it. I do working on this episode and thinking about it. I never had to think about forgiveness in a personal way or I've never thought about it. I've never really sat down. So I literally was like, yo, have you ever forgiven anybody who's wronged you? And I realized I only forgive people who I love. Like uh, you, a stranger can't get forgiveness from me. I don't give a fuck. I don't care what you happens to you. You were never invested to, to begin with. I'm not with. invested. But if like somebody that I love and I feel like they have good intentions and they definitely didn't mean any ill will towards me, then it's much easier for me to forgive them. And then I was like, well, what about situations where you where it was somebody that you didn't love and then so I think about one of the traumatic events that happened to me was I got sliced on my face when I was 13 um in high school and this girl I was acquainted with she was a friend of one of my good friends and we got into a fight and a couple days later she came back and she cut me and I always was like and everyone was like you know are you upset about it and I didn't process it that way because I was like well you had it coming like I didn't think that that fight that I had with her warranted me getting cut but before that i was not putting good energy out into the world i'm sure i terrorized somebody else's daughter i may not have cut anybody the way she cut me but i definitely don't think i was kind to everyone around me i was fighting every day i was a fucking animal i'm sure i was the asshole to you it's this great like as we sit here i remember the last time i saw you and i was like oh my god i think we almost had a fight over mitchell in the hallway Whoa. in the cafeteria and amaku <laughs> threw her bag down and i threw my bag down and none of us almost had a fight I know no we almost had a fight and I was like if she <laughs> pushes a man if she pushes me I'm gonna no, push her back boy. but no one pushed anybody we were just in the hallway like mm. and mm. so when I got cut I remember I didn't forgive her but I accepted accountability I looked at that as my karma and I think that <laughs> might have helped me deal mm. with it and whenever I say that out loud people are like no you didn't deserve nah. it and I'm like don't take that away from me mm. because Having that happen to me made me more conscious of the shit that I was doing in the world, mm. and it and I real it, it connected the dot to me in a different way. Uh, that's why it's sometimes so about you. Like having accountability also helps. But you so grow. many people mm -hmm. aren't can't even be accountable. Exactly. Right. And then, like the I problem. said, and that's by the range on the higher frequencies. And and I okay. people, but as a collective, I think you know, you know, white American culture is has not. They're not. I mean, it's so amazing to 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 see how um, unaccountable the culture is when we're talking about Native Americans, we're talking about African Americans, mm -hmm. we're talking about you know, it's like move on, forget it. I'm just like, wait a minute, have when will yeah. you sit down and, and be like, as a collective, we've done these other people wrong? Yeah, we're we expected to move on, uh, well, but they're not expected to say they're not expected uh, to apologize. Well, That's well, what's frustrating, and, and and I think that is the larger forgiveness conversation. Mm -hmm. So I want to end that part of the podcast there, and we're gonna play a quick little game just to like loosen things up a little bit and this game is called have you ever and it's this game where i'm gonna ask you a question and you have to be as honest as you're willing to be in front of a room of strangers and whoever's listening to this podcast okay oh no so, don't expose me okay um have you ever forgiven someone for cheating on you yes absolutely <laughs> i've never been cheated on that you know of cool <laughs> no nah. okay here's the thing nah because they know i'd go well i guess cheated on is a strong word i'm thinking Look about at everybody it. walking back now well i mean, I mean it. it doesn't even count before marriage okay yeah because i was like i guess i've never been cheated on because like i most of my life has been commitment phobic. Mm -hmm. So you, I, I feel like you'd have to trap me gotcha. to, get, to cheat on me. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm I like, I don't trust you. She like, we wasn't uh, dating. But no. was I like how the man on the table has not responded. Yeah, uh, I plead the fifth. Uh, Why? Nah, nah uh, we don't deal with 
at cheating women? Come on, please. First off, we would have to commit. That's already like almost beyond me. <laughs> that's that's a concept. Like, I mean, I get you. I get you. Like, beyond me. Commitment's but scary. I feel like I feel but like I, 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 yeah. yeah, I wouldn't want to know and know. Yeah. I. You, nah. you don't see yourself forgiven. Mm, yeah. I don't think nah. I've ever been cheated on either. I've never caught nobody cheating. But I've again, never had any suspicion. So I'm on Keisha's side. Well, I ain't never been as, cheated as on. As a man, I have but, to ask, what constitutes yeah. cheating? My exes you know, you know are on a whole other podcast <laughs> telling stories yeah. about how they cheated oh, on me. No. You know what I realized, though, too? A lot of, these, a lot of men out there um, refuse to see that they're in a relationship with a woman and think that they're out here single, but you're spending all the time with me. Mm. you in my house. you you walking out of okay. my house in the morning with my, wearing my clothes. And, and then, but we allow so you got a house? We allow but, that. <laughs> but okay. you haven't. You haven't formally said that, or you know what I mean. And I, this, I'm, this is me in my 20s. This is me being young. But then when you do something to somebody else, I feel, oh, you cheated. But then they're like, we was, oh, we, we never wasn't. had a commitment. But right. that's true. That's so on her. So I forgive her. them for for being ignorant. So I think I forgive that ignorance, and I forgive I that lack I, of respect. Eating ain't cheating. I don't cheating. even know. I don't. First of all, that's my motto. <laughs> eating is not eating cheating. Ain't cheating. Mind your business. <laughs> but I also think that. Because you just said that you forgive the man for being ignorant, but I also think there's a lack of accountability on the behalf of the woman who has allowed herself to be in this in this situation without clarity and establishing clear boundaries. So I was in my twenties, yeah. though, I and this is and this is from somebody who was in a fake committed relationship for six years. So I'm speaking from uh yeah. Well, and I think for me it's as simple as I never committed. I never had the conversations because I was like, "Ooh, you'll trap me," and you don't. I, I don't know better. That's all. Yeah, yeah, and I, I forgive was, me too. Yeah. That took a while. Next question. Have you ever forgiven someone for stealing from you? Mm. Yes. How big, what did they steal? Money. Your man? Money? What oh, yeah. Nobody. <laughs> sorry. I was like, when she I was like, I wish like, a bitch I would. tell you, you I don't it. have those? I was like, because for me, like, jealousy is not a motivating factor. Mm-hmm. I tend, like, in the sense that, like, I, I don't need that doesn't. I'm very open that way. Um, okay. Contrary to partners I've been with who are like monogamy, and I was like, I, I value you and I'll participate because that's what you do. But I don't get those feelings. So, uh, but when it comes to money, I've had people like take money from me and nothing large, but just enough to be like, mm, guess I can't leave you here alone anymore. So you forgive them yeah. and you just know that when they come over, you lock your shit up. Yeah, there or that like there's some people who I genuinely believe I like this sounds so corny to say, but I've been blessed with a lot of things. Awesome. There's some shit it doesn't really impact me that it's gone. I, I'm like I don't have things, so <laughs> you have jokes. Have if somebody stole, <laughs> somebody stole your somebody stole your joke. I am what unstillable. About, what about joke theft for the comedians? I mean, you know. If somebody stole your joke, would you forgive them? Mm. I part of me is like, is it stealing if there's parallel thinking? It depends on parallel what the joke thinking. is. If it's so specific. Because yeah. like for me, like I write so much and then I hear like literally uh someone I respect and love a whole lot and someone else I work with, we wrote the same fucking yeah, sketch. Yeah, that happens all and, the time. And mm-hmm. I was like, ah, parallel, parallel thinking. thinking. So I don't know. More for genetic we talking, tools, you know. Because, yeah, yeah, people do be trying to, that whole setup punchline thing, that's my yeah. thing. And it's like, what? <laughs> so I, I just want to take this time right now. Okay, so um, I, I met a homeless girl in L.A. And I invited her to come over you know, to New York for me to help her, stay with me, whatever, while she looked for a job or whatever. And she stole um, my laptop. Oh, no. Um and uh, ran out one day because I told her, you know, after two weeks, you know, also she was disrespecting me in my own home. And I said, Sheesh. you know, I feel like two weeks is good. You know, I don't, I mean, I didn't really know you that well. And I just believed in you and whatever. But I never really took the time to process forgiveness mm-hmm. for Precious. So I just want to take this time out now. Did to you say her name? Precious. She just shot her out. Ah. Precious Preston. For from Arkansas. Ooh, first name and last. For I want to just say I forgive you. I understand that you maybe were desperate and had emotional issues and whatever, and you don't understand how to process someone being kind to you, and maybe that because of that how you grew like up. That doesn't sound forgiveness at all. No, 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 because maybe that's how <laughs> she grew up. This is sound like shady. a shout out. No, 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 no. 
shady. No, 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 no. I'm so, I think, you know what this sounds no, no, like? this is for Backhanded This sounds like, you know, I'm no, apologize I'm, if what I did offended you. you like, I forgive you for being dumb enough to, to think you could steal from me because no, you even, didn't know who even, you was messing with. Not even, she not even, talking not about even. this house. Not and even. I'm like, <laughs> I just said how I don't have things, so. No, no, I don't I don't have a house. I home, whatever. But, you know, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm being for real. You know, homeless, desperate, whatever. Like, you know, don't bite the hand that's feeding you. Literally feeding her with my money and in my and roof. If you do and bite that stole, hand, then we hope that I forgive. I forgive Precious. I forgive okay. Precious. And I wish her I well. don't. Fuck you, Precious. <laughs> you trash. Precious, you ain't And shit. I went to the police and everything. And I really wanted her to go to jail. I was not in a forgiving mood when that first happened. I felt so betrayed. You can't but send now a homeless person her. to jail. That's already in it. <laughs> It's already I know. the police police didn't care nothing the police like for of real course, she homeless like, laptop who died you know even yeah. nobody got shot so like, she nope. was gonna be homeless with a laptop <laughs> with, did, with did she steal the charger that's right. the, she stole everything okay <laughs> so she's she smart and resourceful wait I just I know this is a side thing yeah you thing. just told us so much this is so much though cause you met a homeless person in LA and decided so to involved, bring her to New yeah. York which I'm kind you, of like that. I'm, no, I'm kind of stupid. You are responsible for her. Tour. You removed her out of L.A. She should have been homeless in L.A. You brought her to be homeless in New York she out was, of the kindness of your heart. I, I can't. On a homeless I mean, tour. <laughs> L.A. is warm. L.A. is warm. You brought her to the cold, mean streets in New York City and after two weeks said, what is you going to do? Steal your laptop, bitch. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> now, where's the beach? <laughs> okay, last question. <laughs> she probably like used, the book, used it to like book a plane ticket she's she like did. i need to with fly my car somewhere warm I, I kept my cards under oh that is so funny well i hope she's listening i hope yeah, me too. i forgive you i forgive you girl i hope you you know oh lord okay last one I hope you don't steal from nobody else like have you ever owed someone an apology and just couldn't bring yourself to give it to them uh, phil hmm. Man. You don't seem like you really be giving out apologies. You know what? But I've had so many people within comedy apologize to me. And I'm just like, well, we could just quit doing this dumb shit. How many people have you apologized to? Not a lot. Because I feel like before I do something, I really sit and think about you it. Can't, like, you can't like, possibly be thinking like about you, the things you, you would be doing You earn sometimes. this. Most people earn it. So I can't say I forgive a whole lot of people. And no. I, or that I've had had to apologize because I don't have things that so you never don't done things steal wrong. from me. I don't be in relationships because people steal from people. <laughs> no, nah, look, she two, just... Are those two just, related? The relationship? You just said, yeah, because you stealing somebody's man or you stealing <laughs> some, some penis that don't belong to or you. Or woman you don't know. Put that back. <laughs> or a clip that you don't belong to you, you were stealing. So... I try to avoid all commitment at all costs. Keisha, so that's why you don't have no stuff, right? I'm not hurt. Right. I don't. I don't hurt nobody. I avoid. So you don't people. have no belongings. You, I you don't got no friends. You can't take him in. You can't take him in. Okay. You can't take him in. It's a few people. He's, he's making a hard sell <laughs> well, right now. If he you cries, I mean, yeah, my chair keep getting closer to the left. He also, me. go ahead. He has a driver's license. Just saying. He'll take your computer. So that'll be helpful. I try to avoid we might be able to work together that reason, you know. I think this is progress being made here. People take I see things. a need. I see somebody looking to fill the, see, the position. See. I got needs too. Uh, okay, all right. <laughs> no. And she forgives. She has to. And she got oh okay. spiritual thing. Woo. No, I wasn't. No, come on. Don't, no. Keisha, <laughs> have you ever owed someone an apology and could not bring yourself to give it to them? I usually find a way. Because, again, I, I'm for me, I can't hold on to my emotional baggage because I'm too busy living my life. I know that sounds like, ah, whatever, like, oh, my gosh, she doesn't hold on to her emotional baggage. But it's for real. I, like, can't wake up, process my life, hit my goals in life if I'm holding on to emotions or things that I can't peep see with people i so i if i can't apologize to them in person i find a way and i find a way to let it go whether they're ready to hear my apology or not so that's how i'm healthy no big deal it's fine <laughs> i i'm bad at apologizing i'm just bad at apologizing if i apologize in real time i would have to feel really bad and it's like accompanied by racking sobs like my body trembles Aww. like i'd be the sorriest and then if that's not it 
I think I'm right for a very long time. And then I often don't realize that I how I was wrong until maybe months or years. Yeah. And then after that, I'm just like, oh, I'm going to seem real crazy if I apologize to some shit I did to her in sixth grade. And so yeah. I would just be <laughs> like, oh, well, this person's cool and I'm cool. I guess we don't have to talk about it. But that's uh, this is how I'm working on it. So, you know. Um, I like to apologize to all the girls I beat up in high school. Maybe you didn't know better. Maybe it's not your fault. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. It's not your fault. I'm assuming the Amaku apology. I was like, is that a Brooklyn apology? Yeah. yeah. Is that a Brooklyn apology? Shouldn't have been wearing red. She teaches exactly. You knew I was crip. You should create. You know what it was. You shouldn't have been wearing red. So I forgive you for being foolish enough to betray me. It is what it is. Thank you very much. Apology. I mean, it's it's something. Thank you. So we started. That's how you apologize in Brooklyn. Okay. That's how we apologize. We've had a breakthrough here. I I did not punch you when I saw you that last time, which means breakthrough here. No, I'm working on my walk with the Lord, and I'm being more empathetic and take and you know it takes me a very long time to realize that I did something wrong. Unless unless I know I did something wrong and I don't care. Because that happens too. I'd be like, I can understand why you're upset. I don't yeah, give a fuck. Yeah. Um, I I'm respect sorry it. you feel that way. No, I'm not sorry That's you feel that those. way. No, oh, I'm not I'm sorry you feel that you way. I'm glad you feel that I'm way. I'm not glad either. I understand like I why you that feel that on way. Purpose. And I don't care. care. I understand. I I'm not mad at you. If I was you, I'd feel the way that you feel. But I'm not you. I'm me. And as me, I had to do what I had to do. And that is the end of our game, Have You Ever, guys. Okay, on every podcast episode, we like to ask, what's the one thing we can't agree on? And so this is a segment called The Gray Zone. What's the one thing that we can all agree on based on all the stuff we talked about? Mm. I have one. You have go one? For it. No, go for it. Forgiveness is an extremely personal exercise. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Can we all agree? Phil? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh. Mine is... White fragility is some bullshit. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I, I, agree. Da- I dare someone not I agree. to agree. <laughs> I agree. Mm-hmm. Phil? White ladies need hugs. No, we no, not. No. Well, they might not deserve them, but they need. And that's what he was doing. <laughs> that's probably she, another podcast. She might have smelled even. good. Y'all don't oh, know. Lord. Come on, Phil. No, Just saying. So, nope. She might have smelled too. like need hell. Hu- need any? Th- I don't know. Um... Uh, white people who murder people of color on the basis of race need rehabilitation. No, no, I'm not agreeing on that. It's not really? rehabilitation. I don't think you could rehabilitate racism I'm out not. of you. You either are, or you're not. Yeah. No, I think oh, racist. Really? You think yeah, so? I don't think I don't. Dang. It's okay that we have two. Sometimes we only have one thing we can agree on. So I'm fine with white fragility. White supremacy being- needs to end. Yeah, white supremacy needs to end. I, I, How come all of our things agree had to do with white people and not forgiveness? White women need We're always talking about forgiveness. Well, even when they don't deserve accountability, them. because we can't. I don't know. We're not forgiving on a. We're not like agreeing on a forgiveness thing like that. We did forgiveness is an extremely personal thing, and then everything else was about what white people need to do. And I'm just trying to get my group together. <laughs> <sighs> so we found like one and a half things that we can agree on. The next segment is the verdict, where. We go in and see, has any minds been changed? When you came in, Keisha, you said forgiveness is on a trial basis. Is it still, or have you changed? It is still, I'm mad as a black woman and not ready to forgive. Personally, I forgive people. Okay, so on a trial basis, because it depends on who I'm forgiving for what. Yeah. Phil? Phil? Still on, on a trial basis. Phil is still on the trial basis. But hug those white women. Uh, can, consensually. If someone get him a white woman to hug, maybe that's what consensually. consensually of course, that's she has to want. She has to want. Don't just do because I won't defend you if you just go up and <laughs> hug her and she don't want it. Um, I subscribe. I subscribe. You're fully subscribed. This conversation has taught her that she's fully on board with forgiveness. And but what does that mean, right? Oh you no, um, nope. That's like, what it means. Yeah, yes, I'm fully on board with forgiveness. I believe in forgiveness. I believe Period. In it. Period. I am. I don't care if Precious is not sorry that she stole my laptop, but I forgive her. <laughs> I, I say fuck Precious. Uh, 
it's still on a trial basis for me. It depends on who did what and when. And um, I think forgiveness can be a beautiful thing when administered properly. And forgiveness does not mean absence of consequences. Right, and I right. Think that's she one should part. go to jail. Well, it, I forgive yes, her. forgiveness does not mean consequences. The last part of this podcast, guys, this has been so much fun, is the toolkit portion. At the end of every podcast, I'd like to give our readers, our readers, this is not something you read. <laughs> Could Our be. listeners... <laughs> A chance to um, to be solution-oriented, some action items that they can take so that we can feel empowered. So this is the toolkit portion, and my question is, what advice do you have for anyone listening, something that people can do in their own lives? Hold on! Keisha? Something I always think about, like, for real, when I'm angry and processing, do I want to forgive? Where am I at? Is my anger good for me? Mm-hmm. Mm. Is if it's not good for me, like fuck it, because I'm trying to like make my life excellent. So if this is holding me back, let it I, go. Let it go, and I gotta figure out a way. Because you know, you read the definition and of forgiveness, and so much of it. My life has improved the more I've forgiven the people who fucked me over. Mm-hmm. Mm. My life is like, sh- like shockingly mm-hmm. so. So that for me is like, ask yourself: Is your anger serving you? And if it's not, how do you act on it in a productive way, or how do you choose forgiveness and move forward? Uh, well said. Yeah. You're yeah, welcome. You can buy my book. I don't buy have that a book. book. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Pre-order that shit. <laughs> Ten years in advance. There you go. <laughs> Phil, what's your toolkit advice? All right. We talked about a lot of mature, higher level concepts. So I'm going to go with uh, don't if you forgive, like don't be punitive and don't seek punishment. So if you catch that man cheating, don't kick him out. It's cold out there. Oh my God. Sit him down in the warmth of your home. Or the warmth of a white woman's arms. And then, yeah, you know, forgive him for hugging that white woman. And y'all sit down in the warmth of y'all apartment and talk about that. That Don't put him out into the cold. This feels personal. Because he's going to be less likely to admit that he cheated if you dangle that punishment over his head of taking away his keys. Did I get too personal? No, no, you got just personal enough. Oh my gosh. Um, So um, I I really strongly advise people to um, really, you know, dig within and really um, reconcile with themselves, like forgiveness, the the, what that is, what that means, and look at who in their lives that you know they can forgive and forget, you know, themselves. Can they forgive themselves for what they do? I think, thank you. Uh, my advice would be, oh, I wish, you know, sometimes I think about this beforehand and then I come off the cuff and say some shit and you'd be like, oh, but I haven't processed this <laughs> to the same extent. So I, I forgive think, you. <laughs> you forgive me. I think that forgiveness needs to be something that you do when you're ready in your own way and it doesn't look the same for everyone and i think that you could forgive somebody without saying it in front of the whole world like you don't gotta be like oh look at me like look at me being an example of a model citizen i'm out here leading by example like i don't like showy i don't like showy displays of forgiveness that like i can't do all that like forgive people I'm going to okay. forgive First him. First of all, I clearly if... just contradicted myself, right? I literally was just like, forgiveness, do what you need to do to forgive people, but do it this don't way. don't be doing that. Because I don't like it. Okay, so I'm a dick. Uh, so that's my advice. Don't be a dick, yo. Don't yeah, be hypocritical. Don't be like, if I get 10,000 like likes, I'm going to forgive him. Don't be like don't do me. Uh, I don't have anything profound to say about forgiveness. I'm still working on my walk myself. <laughs> but I will say this. I'm all about accountability. So I don't know where that stands in like the forgiveness thing but i also feel like you know accept accountability for your role and shit not on some victim blaming but like forgive people only when you need to and then not a moment before and don't forgive people who not really sorry i think that's anti to how forgiveness is supposed to work but that's how forgiveness works <laughs> in my really mind sorry. if you're not really sorry then bitch no i don't forgive you because we're stopping you from doing that again no 
So that's it. Um, thank you guys for being a part of my podcast. I'm really happy y'all came here. I had no idea how this conversation would go, where it would go, would it even go? And it did. Um, so thank you to all my dope guests. And real quick, just tell people where they can find you, where they can follow you, and where they can send you some forgiveness flowers. Uh, forgiveness flowers. I always accept my flowers. You can send uh, on Twitter, K-E-I-S-H-A-Z, uh, Instagram is Keisha Zoller. That's it. You can follow me and just like watch out in December for my Netflix show, Astronomy Club. It's a sketch show. Whoop, whoop. Phil. Uh, awesome. Uh, you can find me on social media at I am Phil Hunt. Uh, follow the Tough Talk podcast. Like, share, subscribe, or don't. I forgive you if you don't. Alvaco. <laughs> hey, so um, you can find me on Facebook and on Instagram at Spiritual Tantric Life. That's the name of my wellness practice. I don't have a podcast yet, but something in is in the works called Spiritual Street Talk, where we talk about spiritual topics just like with our homies. Don't steal it, please. Don't steal it. Okay, name. Precious, that was for you, bitch. <laughs> if, a, if a spiritual street talk pop up if you from Precious from Arkansas? Arkansas. From Arkansas. From Arkansas. You don't have been steal called it. You already out. stole my laptop, but I forgive you, though. But don't steal my, my, my idea now because then I'll have to forgive you again and that's going to take another. Come on. No, don't do it. Uh, thank you so much. As always, you can find me and follow me at Overfab. Um, thank you so much for listening to On the Chopping Block. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to other people and don't hurt nobody. You have been listening to On the Chopping Block. You can follow us on social media, wherever social media is, at On TCB Podcast. You can follow me at Overfab. That's O V E R F A B, short for Overly Fab.